This podcast of the Swain event is brought to you by InsureFit RM. For all of your auto, home, life, and business insurance needs, call InsureFit RM at 865 684 4900. Touchdown or Turnover is backed by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. Touchdown turnover backed by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong, better rates and better service. Touchdown turnover, true freshman O-lineman Trey Smith will be first team All-SEC at the end of the season. First team All-SEC at the end of the season. And the reason why I ask that is because every time you see Cole Kublik, um call a Tennessee game he always talks about Trey Smith always if you follow him on Twitter at Cole Kublik you always see uh, video clips of Trey Smith Trey Smith easy easily will be freshman All-American but will he be first team All-SEC if he continues to play the way he's playing touchdown or turnover I'm going to say turnover. I Obviously, in his career at Tennessee, I believe he ends up on first team All-SEC. I believe he is on the All-SEC team, uh, second or third this season. Absolutely. But there are a lot of good linemen in, in the SEC. Um, and so I think it's it's another year before he gets to the first team. Uh, but I, I, would, I would call it right now. I call my shot. Next year, he is first team. All SEC, but exactly like you said, he is absolutely first team freshman All SEC this season. But uh, it's another year before he gets up there with the with the big big boys. I'll say turnover as well, but not because he doesn't deserve it. He's playing like a first team All SEC. Sure. He's playing like an All American right now, just on a really bad football team. So I think that's going to get overlooked. His performance at times is going to get overlooked. He'll fall to the second team this year. We'll just wait for the next two seasons because I think he's a shoe in to be not only a first team All SEC but a first-team All-American with how he's been performing as an 18-year-old. I'm going to say touchdown. And the only reason I think he does not get it is because of politics, because he's a true freshman. Exactly. And there'll be an older guy who's a you know junior or senior who didn't play as well as Trey Smith, but maybe he plays on a winning team, so the team's a little bit better, and he's a little bit older. But when they highlight Tennessee's impact players – they highlight Trey Smith. Not just because he's a freshman, but because he is one of the best players on this football team. He is one of the best football players on this team. So I'm, I'm going touchdown. I think, I think he is first team all SEC. Every game you watch him, doesn't matter if it's Georgia, Alabama, Florida, he is destroying people. And if you want to get people's attention the voters attention it's what you do in those games and Trey Smith has been nothing short of of phenomenal in those matchups he's going to destroy Missouri's D lineman Mm -hmm. he's going to destroy LSU he's going to destroy Vanderbilt because he is just that damn good 
Now, I don't know who's playing tackle next week, but we might need to start praying for him right now. Like, no, I'm serious. Like, right now. Let's go ahead and get an early start because Arden Key is arguably the best defensive end in the country and will probably be a top five overall pick. And we only have, like, five healthy linemen. And we had to play a converted tight end at tackle last game. I mean, I assume it'll still probably be Devontae Brooks. So just, just go ahead and get, the, get him in early. Just start praying now for whoever's playing tackle against Arden Key because that boy is an animal. I, why? I mean, I think this week, if you watch Missouri against Florida, they had tons of penetration in that game. God, they were living in Florida's backfield. And Florida's offensive line, much like Tennessee's, is pretty, pretty weak. Uh, and so, oh, Missouri might be teeing off. LSU's definitely going to tee off. But don't be, you want to see be that a rough matchup? couple of weeks? Don't you want to see a Smith Key matchup play in and play out? Absolutely. Yeah, I do. But I mean, I'm not trying to move, set. Are you gonna move him to tackle right now? If it's best for the team, I'm not saying it is. But if it's best for the team, absolutely, because I know he can perform. Oh, I, I mean, he could do it. I think tackle is a natural position, to be honest. But he's so great that. He's going to be good at either position. It's like Aaron Sears. Aaron Sears was great at tackle or guard because he's a great football player. But you bring a converted tight end, regardless of who he is, where he is, put him up against Arden Key, that's like shoving one of your friends out in front of a bus. Yeah. What, I mean, what are you trying to accomplish there? Yeah. It's not going to be a good look. <laughs> Arden Key is a he's, – he's, he's a real deal. But I say touchdown, man. I think, I think Trey Smith will be – all SEC, first team. Wouldn't surprise me. He's first per- team. He's playing like one right now. But first how many team. guys, like you mentioned, redshirt sophomores, a junior, maybe even a senior that were on the cusp last year, maybe the best third-team prospect or on the borderline second team to, to first team, they're going to get the nod over with you. a true freshman. No, I'm with you. I understand exactly what you're saying. I think politics will get him more than – him just not being good enough. I think he's been so good that he's going to break through the politics and still be on that list. That's what I'm saying. Politics won't even be able to bring him down. That's a strong man. Man. He's, he's, <laughs> In every he, sense of the word. Yeah. He, he's a real deal, man. He's a real deal. Um, 865-337-7615. Uh, T.J. Moe is going to join us next, talk about Missouri. They beat Florida 45-16. to um, I mean, put 21 points up in the second quarter, 28 at, in the first half. It was 28-6 to at halftime. Missouri just jumped all on Florida. So, um, Tennessee, you might not want to come out with a slow start. Missouri will jump on you. Now, Missouri only had – what, I mean, what happened? Because Missouri only had – they only had one sack. Anybody see the beginning of that football game? Uh-uh. I didn't, I didn't watch it. I'm, I, I, I have it up currently. Watching I'm Florida take it. the field, they looked uninspired as a group. They looked flat, no energy, just woke up. I mean, guys looked like they were struggling to jog. There was no life out of that football <laughs> team. It really doesn't surprise me. And then Malik, Malik Zaire – 
playing quarterback. I, I mean, it was that's the point, Charlie. I, I think making that decision right when Randy Shannon got the interim call. Once he got that nod, he goes and puts Malik Zaire as the projected starter going into Mizzou week, and I think that sent a message to the entire team. And they came out and performed like it sent a message to the entire team, one that was not well-received. So could there be an interim to the interim at, at the, this point? No, you're not going to fire <laughs> an interim. They're just no. holding on. Yeah, They're just holding on to the end of the season, taking these L's, and um, hope to make a really good hire. In the offseason, that is what they're doing, similar to what Tennessee is doing. Just hold on. Just hold on because help is on the way. Uh, speaking of help is on the way, we need some help talking about Missouri. And so we'll do that with uh, T.J. Moe, uh, former receiver there at Missouri, host uh, a radio show up there, and Missouri does a really, really, really good job. Always opinionated. I'll be interested to, to hear what he has to say because Missouri – uh, I, I've become kind of media friends with a few of the guys out there, and they have been pretty down on on uh, what Barry Odom is doing out there. But it looks like, are are they, dare I say, turning a corner? I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested. I, I've never talked to TJ Mo, so I'll, I'll be interested to know what he has to say. At TJ Mo28 is where you can find him, uh, 590 The Fan, there in uh, Missouri. Is where you can find his show, 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. And we'll talk to TJ Moe coming up next here on the Swain Event. Hour 2 of the Swain Event is brought to you by Premier Surgical Associates. Visit premiersurgical.com to find out about all the procedures and services they offer to help you live a better life. Premier Surgical Associates, expertise you can trust. Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union has helped people save money for almost 80 years. Whether it's free checking, financing a vehicle, or purchasing that new home, Alcoa 10 is here to help you. Better rates, better service. Check them out at atfcu.com. Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. Member NCUA. Big Orange football is better alongside another Tennessee tradition, Mrs. Grissom's salad. Mrs. Grissom's ready-made snacks and meals are perfect for game day. Crowd favorites like the select pimento cheese and cranberry pecan chicken salad are delicious and easy to grab and go right from the grocery store. Going to the game? Visit Mrs. Grissom's in Vol Village for the must-have Panini Grill Pimento Cheese Hot Dog. Man, select the best. Select Tennessee's own Mrs. Grissom's. You're driving home, flashing blue lights in your rearview mirror. You pull over, step out of your car, and the next thing you know, you're being arrested for driving under the influence. Now what do you do? We all should be responsible. But remember, just because you're arrested doesn't mean you're guilty. Call criminal defense and DUI attorney Marcos Garza at 865-540-8300. The investigative teams at the Garza Law Firm know the justice system inside and out. They utilize cutting-edge technologies and investigative methods to prepare your specific case. Before you plead guilty to any criminal charges, call criminal defense and DUI attorney Marcos Garza. Put his number in your phone right now, 865-540-8300, because you never know when you or a friend will need it. Don't say guilty. Say Garza. 865-540-8300. 865-540-8300 and GarzaLaw.com. 
Looking for a different way to enjoy the Swain event? Then check out Swain Event TV, driven by Toyota Knoxville and toyotaknoxville.com. Follow the show on Periscope and Facebook Live. Don't just hear the show, see the show. That's Swain Event TV. VFL's Jason Swain and Todd Kelly with another update on Smoothie King, the healthy alternative to fast food. Fitness blends, slim blends, wellness blends, and take-a-break blends are all on the menu at Smoothie King. In addition, we now have the delicious and nutritious coffee smoothies that will jumpstart your day and keep you running when you need an afternoon pick-me-up. Swain, Smoothie King has been the place I can count on for a healthy meal or snack since 1999. They truly are a healthy alternative to fast food. My go-to smoothies are still the chocolate gladiator and the chocolate shredder with the scoop of peanut butter. Smoothie King definitely helps me keep up the demands of work in a busy lifestyle. Man, I hear you, TK. I got to stay in shape to keep up with my growing family and all that they're doing. Smoothie King helps me stay energized and ready to meet whatever the day brings. Make the sip-by-sip program part of your life. Use Smoothie King as a meal replacement five or more times a week, and you'll notice the difference. Swain, you and Smoothie King are both legit. We need to get to Smoothie King right now, Swaino. I need a chocolate gladiator with some peanut butter, and I can truly say I'm a Smoothie King for life. Smoothie King. Delicious and nutritious. The healthy alternative to fast food. Don't forget the peanut butter. Tis the season for family, fellowship, and food. Don't miss the holidays by slaving away in the kitchen. How about a dead-end rendition on your holiday tradition? Celebrate with a festive holiday meal from Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue. Their holiday menu offers traditional dishes with a dead-end twist, or you can choose from any of the house favorite dead-end sides. And don't forget about dessert with their homemade pumpkin cheesecake squares. For more info, contact Dead End's catering department at 865-414-9417 or log on to Dead End BBQ. Dead End Barbecue. The catering search is over. Charlie Burris here. If you ever see me wearing a cool Tennessee-themed t-shirt on the show or out around town, I can tell you it came from nothing too fancy. These guys have the most awesome vintage-style men's and women's t-shirt designs for all ages. From the TriStar to Sunsphere to Norris Lake, they have apparel for everything that you love about East Tennessee. And they don't just have t-shirts either. They also have blankets, glassware, koozies, stickers, and more. Find all of the incredible stuff that Nothing Too Fancy has to offer at 435 Union Avenue in downtown Knoxville or at nothingtoofancy.com. You'll love it. I promise everyone will be asking you where you got that cool t-shirt from. Again, it's Nothing Too Fancy, 435 Union Avenue in downtown Knoxville or nothingtoofancy.com. You're listening to The Swain Event. You want the noise brought on you? Because here it comes. What? The noise brought on you? Because here it comes. Just hike the ball, nut job. Swain Event and SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Uh, we are joined now by one of my favorite guests. Play receiver at Missouri, was a hell of a player at Missouri, uh, 2009, 2012. They won a lot of games. Uh, he's still very, very involved uh, there in Missouri. Hosts a show uh, every day uh, there in the great state of Missouri. Uh, 590 The Fan, and Inside uh, St. Louis at Inside STL. 
Uh, his show is from 1 to 3 Central. Uh, we are joined now by TJ Moe via the B-Drive Waterproofing Hotline. TJ, man, good morning. My man, what's happening? What's up, TJ? Um, Butch Jones is still the coach of Tennessee. How you feel about that? I don't feel anything. How do you feel? I mean, I'm not the one that's depressed. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm numb, man. I'm I'm pretty numb. Uh, I think it's only a matter of time before Tennessee will have a new coach. But uh, can you give give me a, re- a legitimate reason why he's still the coach? I, I'm serious. As an outsider looking in, look, I, I have no emotional ties to Tennessee. But if someone has to explain to me why he's still the coach at UT, uh, because I don't think ads across the country want to fire coaches midseason. Number one, number two, I don't think. Um, the leadership, they're confident in the interim. I mean, you look at what happened in Florida. Uh, Florida names Randy Shannon in the interim, and they just forget it's a football game over the weekend. Not taking any credit away from what you guys did to Florida, but my gosh, Florida wasn't even there, it seemed like, mentally. So I think you worry about that. Uh, guys going to class, guys continue to do the things that, that, that you want them to do. Um, it's a little weird that Coach Jones is still here, um, but I can see some of the reasons why he's still here. Um, the fans do not like it. They want him gone right now. Well, the the reason I say he should be fired, and I, and I said at the beginning of the season, I thought he should be fired at, or would be fired after the Mizzou game because I thought Mizzou would be a little better than they've been, and this is about what I figured would happen with Tennessee. What, what? And the reason I say that he should uh, be fired is because of the new early signing period. you got December 20th to December 22nd. If you've got a guy like Bush Jones in there, who wants to come play for him? Like, nobody wants to be a champion of life. Everybody would like to be a champion of a, on the football field. That would be super. Yeah. So, you got to put a guy in there. I mean, I would fire him now and then get your new guy at least lined up. Maybe maybe it's, I mean, I don't, listen, call me. I can't figure out why everybody's so infatuated with John Gruden, but if he's your guy, get him in there so that at the very least you can convince guys not to sign elsewhere on December 20th. Yeah, and you've been, you've been questioning Bush Jones for about, Probably, what, three years now, TJ? About three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> About three years, man. You've seen some things, some in-game decisions, some things that um, just as a, as, a, as a former football player, as a, one who understands the game, uh, really some, some puzzling decisions in-game. And uh, oh, so yeah. you've been, you've been kind of questioning Coach Jones for three years now. Missouri looks like a different football team, man. Uh, a lot of yeah. people wrote Missouri off early in the season, uh, figured Barry Odom – was not going to last long. You're a huge Barry Odom fan. Uh, I think you played there when Barry was there. Uh, on, on I staff. did, yeah. He was the safety coach okay. for three years. And so, so you have a relationship with, with Coach Odom. What the heck has happened in, you know, in the last couple of weeks? Missouri looked like a different team. Yeah, it's coaching. You know, you, part that? of it is figuring out that they just could not, defensively especially, and, and you know what, it's his fault. Uh, defensively, they, they fired DeMonte Cross, who was their defensive coordinator, but he was only defensive coordinator in title alone. He was, the, he was the highest paid inside linebacker coach in the country. I mean, the guy was making like $600,000, and he was only coaching inside linebackers. Well, Mizzou plays a 4-3, so that's one dude. He was coaching middle linebackers. And the reason was is because they midway through last year, they stripped him of his duties because the defense was so bad. So they kept him on, and Odom took over the defense, but they couldn't figure out personnel throughout the whole first half of the season. I mean, they, they didn't know who to put down in, in the third down packages. Uh, they didn't know who to rotate for the, for the first, like, four weeks of the season. And you know how this works on the depth chart. They, they can put, like, an or between names. They didn't have a single linebacker that was the actual starter. They had six guys that had ors between their names and said, yeah, we're just going to rotate because we don't know who's good yet. 
So it took him a long time to settle in and figure out personnel-wise who to actually put on the field and what packages guys would work in. And then offensively, I think the big thing was Josh Heupel figured out uh, what exactly Drew Locke can and can't do. Drew Locke is leading the country in touchdowns. He's nearly at the top in, in four or five different categories with efficiency and yards. But what he can't do is just pick apart a defense. And I think Josh Heupel was expecting him to be able to do what Sam Bradford did and what you watched some of these Oklahoma quarterbacks that he was around it, and, and what Josh Heupel did. Josh Heupel won a national title at Oklahoma. He, he picked apart defenses. Drew Locke can't do that. And so he's figuring out that he can throw it deep and he can throw it outside and then he can throw it up to his tight ends. But mostly anything else in the middle of the field, he can't do. So with that, he, he's virtually stopped calling those plays. You and Jamon Moore, you guys cool now? I don't know. You got to ask Jamon. Jamon, the, the last thing Jamon said to me was, "Keep my name out your mouth." Said, All right, buddy. you got. <laughs> well, for, for those that, that that don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you know, you're a former Missouri receiver. Um, you know, when you were a young pup, you had the older receivers tell you sometimes things you didn't want to hear, but things you needed to hear, and you're kind of yeah. doing the same thing. And and Jamon <laughs> has not been really receptive of of. of the criticism from you, and so you guys have had a you know a little a little interesting relationship. It's all love because you want the best for, for Missouri. Um, I do, but but Jamon uh, is definitely opinionated, and I heard him kind of say something at Jordan Rogers um, on Twitter earlier this year because I think a ball uh, supposedly hit him, but it didn't, and Jamon went to Twitter to correct uh, Jordan Rogers. So Jamon's a little he he's, he voices his opinion. He's a snowflake. Come on, you know it. <laughs> Jamon melts. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You get a little criticism, the guy melts. He wasn't. He he just he just broke. Um, I didn't break anything. I, I was like seventh or eighth all time in the zoo, um, receiving yards, and he just flew past that. I mean, the kid's an incredible athlete. He he really is. Like if if he could if he could change his attitude, the dude would be a like would have been a two or three year All American. Mm-hmm. He has that type of ability as far as like dude can run right by anybody. He if he chooses to run good routes. And, and I mean that, that by just like he, he does it sometimes and doesn't do it. He, he's like Des Bryant. It's like about half the time you're like, oh my gosh, what a great route. And the other half of the time he rounds it off and then close three yards. Like, like that's Jamon when he's running. But when he catches the ball, if he catches the ball, because he, he had like 18 drops last year. I'm serious. It's not, that's not an exaggeration. He had 18 drops last year and like 60 catches. So he's been very inconsistent. And uh, and then when he does catch the ball, if he catches the ball, you, he's like impossible to tackle. I mean, he's going to be an NFL receiver. I just don't know for how long because he's so inconsistent. He's got the attitude you're talking about. He, he melts, man. He's a snowflake. He gets he freaked out if somebody says he's not the best thing in the world. And, and then he goes to Twitter to tell Jordan Rogers he's an idiot. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. That's funny. He melts, he's uh, a I, snowflake. I have not had any kind of like feud with a player on Tennessee's team. But uh, TJ... Oh, I have. I have Josh Dobbs about me. Oh, oh, wow. Well, what? Oh, yeah, Josh. First well, question. Josh what, what? Defense. Let's, let's be honest. Josh Dobbs cannot read a defense. So I, I have been officially blocked from his page. <laughs> well, a lot Join of people. A lot of people here have to. He's blocked me two different times on on Twitter. Actually, <laughs> that is one hundred percent the truth. But TJ, uh, what exactly is is kind of the the leash length with Barry Odom? Because I mean, it's two pretty rough years, but. It looks yeah. like he might be turning a corner, but like if it doesn't shape up next year, I mean, are they are they looking in another direction? What's that? What's the deal there? Yeah, I was looking at um, 
That's amazing. We were just talking about this on my radio show yesterday that two or three weeks ago, you could go on any site and when they would list the coaches in the hot seat, he was right there with Butch Jones. Like, if he doesn't flip this quick, he's done after year two at his alma mater. But to his credit, he's flipped it. And, and part of it is, this, this is actually unique. We were looking at the schedule to start the year. And I thought to myself, wow, that, like, I don't think Tennessee is going to be particularly good, but they have athletes everywhere. So at least that's going to be a tough game. Same thing with Florida. I don't think either one of those coaches, Matt Pointer or Bush Jones, were good coaches, but I think they got a lot of athletes and it'll be a game. But the schedule actually has been way easier than Mizzou could even hope for. But Mizzou has been so much worse than they would have thought. I mean, guys. If, if, you would have lost your minds if you were watching Missouri early on in the year. There was a there was a sequence, and they didn't even get a playoff. That they were, tried to run a play three times, and they had three false starts and a holding penalty. How do you, how do you get a holding penalty if you don't even get the playoff? I'm, like this is how bad it was at Missouri for a time. Wow. And and it was like this is the most undisciplined team I've seen in a long time. And then uh, I think. Yeah, you guys probably remember that Barry Odom speech after the Auburn game. But basically, I think it was a speech like he knew he was about to just get steamrolled, which I said at the beginning of the season, Auburn's a good team. Yes. Uh, and Missouri was going to take one of the chins. So he gave that speech and basically said, listen, I'm the man for the job. And since that time, they have progressed throughout the year to the point of, listen, Florida, as you pointed out, is in complete disarray. I mean, that, that is an awful football program right now. But Missouri couldn't have beaten the Southwest School of the Blind by 30 points earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, looking at looking at Missouri, you know, they had a loss to Kentucky after that Auburn game, real real tough loss. And then uh, it seemed like things started to turn a little bit. Uh, TJ, I'm sure you were a leader on that football team. You had other guys that, that stood up and, and made sure that even in the loss, you were able to regroup on a Sunday, get back to work. Uh, who are some of those leaders on this football team? Yeah, believe it or not, Jamon Moore is, is who people say. I just think he's unstable. And, and I say that just as genuinely as possible. I just think he's so up and down uh, that it's tough to have that guy be your leader. But I, what everybody says inside the locker room is he is one of their leaders. Uh, Drew Locke is a good leader. He, he's very um, steady. Drew, you don't ever see him getting too up, too down. He's kind of the anti-Tim Tebow. He's not screaming uh, when things are going good. You know, he's not losing it when things are going bad. He's pretty much the same dude all the time. And they got some dudes on defense, too. A.J. Logan, he was he was involved in some academic fraud earlier this year, so he's suspended for six games. But since he's come back, that defense has been a totally different unit. He, he sort of replaced Josh Augusta. Josh Augusta last year, I don't know if you guys remember, he's 340 pounds and a really good athlete. A.J. Logan is 330 pounds, and he eats up the middle of the field there uh, as a nose tackle. So Terry Beckner Jr., who was a high-level four-star kid, um, and is really, really athletic. He's, he's blown out both of his knees in the last two years. Mm. Otherwise, he would be a surefire first-round draft pick. Those guys now have a little more freedom to roam. And so I think having some of those guys back from a leadership role has helped. And then, honestly, just some of these guys were so young. You know this. Swain, about, by about midseason, our coaches always used to tell us this. Listen, you're not freshmen by game eight. That's you're right. not rookies by game eight. All right, you got half a season under your belt. Let's go play some football. That's right. No, that's right, 100%. TJ Moe here on Swain Event, former Mizzou uh, wide receiver. Uh, Missouri is favored by 10 points. TJ it's moved to 11, actually. 11 yeah. now. Okay. Do you think uh, Mizzou covers this weekend? Yeah, I don't know if you guys know Todd Furman. Todd Furman used to be yes. a. Um, 
a an odds maker at Caesar's Palace. We have him on my show all the time. He's great. He's got a bet sports podcast. And anytime I have questions on gambling, he is my go-to. He and I, when that the line first came out at ten, he didn't think that was enough points. Meaning, uh, he thinks Missouri is going to. I mean, Tennessee is just in absolute. They're in a bad, as bad a shape as Florida, except they're more injured. Now, granted, half their team's not on the bench because of credit card fraud, but they're on the bench because they're hurt. Uh, I was doing some research last night on Tennessee. This, this is astounding to me. And I know there's been some attrition. I know you guys have a lot of injuries, and some guys have transferred and whatever. But your last four recruiting classes, you have, this is according to Rivals.com, you have the number five, number five, number 15, and number 15. All of those combined, you have seven five-stars, 48 four-stars, and three two-stars. That's it. You've only taken three guys that most schools maybe wouldn't want. All right. So then you go to Missouri. Missouri has had the 49th-ranked team, the 47th-ranked team, 25th, and 34th. That averages out to about 38. All right. Then you go to their five-stars, zero. They don't have a single one on the field. They had recruited 11 four-stars, but five of them didn't ever make it to campus. So they have six total four-stars. And they have 22 stars, meaning nobody won these kids and they just took them. So when you're watching the game on Saturday, watch the talent disparity. You guys had seven five stars. I think you had four in a single class. Uh, go back through the Rivals.com history. Missouri has had three five stars in their history. That is Doriel Green, Beckham, Blaine Gabbard, and Sheldon Richardson. Period. That's it. You guys had four in a single class. So when you're watching this game, on Saturday, understand the talent disparity between the two teams and how much Butch Jones has lit that university on fire. Well, that's why he's not going to be the coach next yep. year, TJ. Um, <laughs> you, know, you, look at, you look at all the talent, uh, you look at the results, and people can try to sell nine wins. And, and you, you and I know, TJ, we, we know what a good team is supposed to look like with great players uh -huh. on it. And Tennessee, uh, nine wins last year, was an underachievement. They should have won at least 11. Um, oh, yeah. And so you can sell that all you want to, nine wins, because nine wins is not the same across the board. Yeah, nine wins in the SEC in the mid-2000s you know, when Georgia and Florida was really, really good oh, may be okay, but nine wins now with a down east, nah, it's not, not the same. Nine wins is not, not the same. So, um, yeah, you're right. You know, we, we do the same thing, TJ. We, we look at all these recruits. We look at the rankings. We, look, we see how uh, talented they are. We see what they do after they leave and they go to the NFL. Um, oh, yeah, look at Alvin Kamara. I mean, I said all last year. I think I came on your show and said it. I said, this, is, this, this guy should be in the running for the Heisman. This mm -hmm. is the most underrated player in the country. I'm sad. I'll, I'll sit and watch games all day Saturday, and Alvin Kamara was the best most underutilized player I watched in all of college football last year, and they just wouldn't give him the football. Now he was special, man. He was special. All right, who are some other players, right. man? Who are some other players that, that we need to take a look at besides Drew Locke? You know, Coach Jones uh, basically called him everything except Tom Brady yesterday in, in the press conference. That's just what Bush does. <laughs> That's what Bush does. Don't, don't pay attention to that. Oh, I know, man. I know. That's He was telling us how, how good UMass was, how good of a football team UMass was when they barely beat Well, it's a good thing because they almost lost. That's true. They must have been great. It must have been, must have been yeah. as, as good as the damn Packers, man. But who are some other no players on that Mizzou team we should be looking out for? Emmanuel Hall. All right, so Demetrius Mason. was a Mizzou's got this reputation, actually. I named all the two-stars. They have 20 two-star kids over the last four years. But it's amazing how many of these two-stars over the years that Mizzou has developed into NFL guys. I mean, Sean Witherspoon was a first-round 
pick as a linebacker. He was a two-star. Mike Legner was a two-star out of Texas. He was an All-American tight end. Michael Sam was a two-star. I mean, we can go up and down the list. They have two stars from top to bottom that ended up being incredible uh, All-American players. So Demetrius Mason was one of those two-stars that out of camp that everybody said was going to be amazing. And he came out and did nothing. And then he got in a dispute with Odom and got kicked off the team. Well, since that time, Emmanuel Hall has jumped into the driver's seat here, and he's averaging like 26 yards a catch. I mean, he's burning everybody. He, if you guys watch that Georgia game, Georgia now, people have a little bit of a template for beating Georgia. One, just run by it. I mean, they couldn't cover Emmanuel Hall deep. He scored it through lock through four touchdowns against him, and they were all deep passes. And that is Emmanuel Hall on the right side. This interesting thing about Mizzou Emmanuel Hall plays the right side. Jamon Moore plays the left side. They never move. And part of that is for speed. Part of that is because I just think guys get used to catching on one side, and they don't want to switch them. And Jamon Moore, I, I don't think he can catch very well with his left hand on top. So he goes to the other side, and he catches with his right hand on top coming inside. Um, so that's, that is the key there. You're going to see Larry Roundtree, who's a true freshman, who can fly. I mean, do looks like Marshawn Lynch, not from – the actual production, but as far as his attitude, mm-hmm. he's like a missile that he just wants to run you over and keep running. And he and he's been doing it since he got in there. Demaria Crockett had shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. Crockett ran for a thousand yards last year as a true freshman. Um, he is hurt. He will be out for the game. But they have Ish Witter, who is uh, who's the starting kind of veteran uh, tailback as a senior that I think is will do a little bit of damage, but it's round three you got to look out for. And, and honestly, it's this offensive line. I can't even name all the guys, to be honest with you, but this offensive line has only allowed eight sacks in nine games. I mean, they're leading the SEC in uh, the least amount of tackles for loss. They've only allowed 25 tackles for loss on the whole season. I was looking this up earlier, and this, this is astounding. Again, looking at the, the talent that Tennessee has, Tennessee is allowing 68 tackles for loss in the season that's seven and a half per game that is i mean the, the, when you guys just watch and the offense goes the wrong direction the whole game you're like damn it we're yeah. on the wrong way no no man and and you know head coach is an offensive guy how about that uh tj i'm happy for you man i'm happy for conzo martin coming back home coaching missouri yeah uh, i told you you're gonna like conzo and he's already brought in i love him five, already yeah a couple five stars so man enjoy conzo man he is uh, those young men, they'll be well-behaved. They'll be disciplined. Uh, you do have to worry about the slow offensive ball sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they'll be yeah. they'll be great on defense. Uh, they'll be well-behaved. Konzo will represent university with class. I'm a huge fa- uh, Konzo Martin fan. Um, I just hope offensively he's better than he was here at Tennessee and better at Cal. Um, but I'm happy for you guys. Because you you've had a lot of crap happen to that university, man. A lot of unfair crap. Uh, you know, Gary Pinkle uh, stepping down with his health issues and – uh, he's one of the best uh, in college football. So you you guys deserve a Conzo Martin, man. I'm really happy for you. I love Conzo. There's a story that came out the other day that there was a there was a girl. I didn't read the, the whole thing. I just saw it in passing. There was there was a little girl uh, who basically had the same type of cancer as him. The story kind of floated around, and and uh, the guy picks up his phone and says, "Hey, this is Conzo. I just wanted to wish you guys the best. I mean, he just called somebody out of the blue and said, "Heard you had the same thing I had." Hope everything's going to be all right for you. Yeah, and that's the kind of dude we're dealing with. I, you know exactly who he is. Now, as far as his offense, I watched it. They played that exhibition game against Kansas. Um, you guys are going to have whoever. You know, the, occasionally you have those guys in college basketball. That's I think Lonzo Ball was this way last year. Just turn on the TV and this is going to be fun. That is Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. So you guys will see him twice this year if you're watching the Mizzou UT games. 
oh my gosh, is that kid special? Look out for him. You tell Conzo to get ready. Get ready to take this yeah. L. Take this L from Tennessee, <laughs> TJ. We, hey, tell him. Aren't you, aren't you supposed to play him in one-on-one here? I, I asked him about that. He said he's had um, uh, his knees couldn't handle that he's anymore. Scared, and he man. plays he's, below the rim. He's supposed to be horse. <laughs> I just want to play him a horse. I'm not, I don't have time to be guarding okay. a six-eight dude, man. I, I ain't got time to be having a six-eight dude back me in the paint and having his butt hit me in my chest. I ain't got time for that. Oh, just, uh, yeah, no, I don't either. Yeah, I, let's, I, I, let's play no, horse. Uh, I, but I'll play horse. That's... Yeah, let's play horse. So I challenged him to horse. And he's not accepting my challenge. So you have to challenge hey, him, real, TJ. real quick, I know you guys got to go. Tell me what the infatuation is with John Gruden. I mean, is it is it all that success he had as a tight end coach at Pacific? I'm serious. What What is the infatuation here with John Gruden as the head coach at Tennessee? And what makes people think he can succeed on the college level? It's a big can of worms that, oh, that, that you're opening. TJ, because people, in short, people feel like, and I, I agree, that he can be Tennessee's Nick Saban. He could he could recruit at a high level. Uh, it's the only way that Tennessee can try to get even Alabama is making a hire like John Gruden. That's that's really why, why not Chip Kelly though. That's what I'm going like Chip Kelly. <clears throat> I understand there's the show clause and they would have to deal with some stuff there with the, the SEC rules. But Chip Kelly, you guys remember it. I mean, in four years at Oregon, he went ten and three, twelve and one, twelve and two, and twelve and one, and went to a national title game. I'm it didn't you. work, but there's nobody in the SEC who has anything resembling that type of offense, and he could come in and compete with Saban right now. I think. If you're Tennessee, you talk to Chip Kelly too. Yeah, absolutely, I think you talk to him first. I, uh, what? What? Why, tell me why John Gruden isn't the next Lovey Smith. Lovey's won three games in Illinois, and it meant my eyes bleed when I watch it. God, they're so bad, TJ. They're so bad. I think I think John <laughs> Gruden has a little bit better personality than Toby Smith to get to get recruits here, but. Yeah, that's probably you, true. Hey, you and, and I will talk. But, but it's not the recruits that are the problem for Tennessee. You guys, you guys see the recruits now. Can you actually coach in the college level? It's the I mean, you know how tough it is to go from one side to the other. Nick Saban couldn't coach at Miami. Steve Spurrier was awful in Washington. Well, you know why, TJ? It's because John Gruden's style of yelling at guys, staying on guys, that does not work at the NFL level. You can't have that. And that's why John Gruden uh, – Kind of, kind of sizzled out in the NFL. At the college level, nope. you could do that at college level. Nick Saban, all those guys, Steve Spurrier that failed at the NFL level came to college. You can yell on guys, yell at guys. You can stay on guys. Now they're a little bit more softer. Uh, they're so, snowflakes, which you call them, um, but you can do it because <laughs> they're not going to shut down. They're not going to transfer or leave or whatever. NFL guys, you're as an NFL guy, you're making more than a coach. You're not going to sit there and listen to a coach berate you at college. As a coach, you can get away with that. So I think John Gruden, like Nick Saban and Pete Carroll and, and Steve Spurrier, would have success at the college level over the NFL. It's just my opinion. Yeah, that, I can see that being right. I just wouldn't bet $10 million on it. And I think that's what Tennessee is doing. You guys are saying, all right, we're going all in. We need a guy. We, we, we whiffed on Derek Dooley. We whiffed on a 33-year-old Lane Johnson. And we whiffed on Butch Jones. We need to go back to our Phil Fulmer area. Let's hire a guy for $10 million. Let's pay him like Nick Saban, even though with his only college experience is at Southeast Missouri State I'm with as a quarterback's coach. I, I understand the questions, TJ. You don't worry about that. You just you just be scared when Tennessee gets their next coach, man. You be scared. Hey, I, listen, I, I was saying this last night. Tennessee is a walking, uh, a sleeping giant. That is a yes. blue blood of the SEC. I, I don't want Tennessee to ever get back on 
Uh, because they should and they would. I just named the recruiting class for you. If you guys get any competent human, Swain, you and I right now could go call, call the offense and we'd win some games at Tennessee. Like, you guys have it. You just wait in there. Come on down, TJ. TJ, uh, last question before we get you out of here, man. Confirm or deny that you will be at the game on Saturday and you will have on a black T-shirt with white letters reading, Keep Butch Jones. <laughs> you know what? I promised my girlfriend I'd go to a wedding. Otherwise, I 100% would. Oh, and uh, and I would hand them out. I would Ooh. pass them out to everyone in the first row who <laughs> also wants to. You, you know what? And I know you guys all want Butch Jones to be fired, so you won't tell him I said this. But if you guys want to beat Missouri, go to a, a Max Protect. I'm serious. Mizzou has the worst secondary in the country. I mean, I think they're dead last. If, if, if you want to score some points on Missouri, go to a max protect, keep everybody in, put two guys in the route, and you'll score a lot of points. Awesome. I'm, so there you go. I'm sure, Coach Jones, the game plan. I'm, I'm sure Coach Jones heard that, and he will <laughs> not do that, TJ. <laughs> hey, man, thanks for the time, dude. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. <laughs> At TJMo28 is where you can find him on Twitter, uh, his show – Every every day there uh, at uh, 590 The Fan and uh, inside uh, STL on Twitter. I wanted to ask, we, we had a few listeners that like sort of took some shots out of we, the the pickle. He said he sounds like a poor man's Clay Travis. I wanted to ask him what he thought about that because he, see, he seems like a guy who could take that criticism and sort of turn it turn it on its head. I wanted to see how he might have responded. Nick Wright, anything you ask him, he's got an answer for. I, he's ready to yes, go. Yes, I uh, I love that. He was great. He was a really great guest, great analysis. I enjoyed that a lot. He's, he's a straight shooter, man. Absolutely. You know, he, you know, he gave Jamal Moore a ton of credit, uh, how good he is. But listen, I mean, uh, he, he's been on him about his attitude. And uh, when you're a former player of a university and you see the potential, you want to help that kid as much as possible. And you want to tell them the truth. The thing about TJ is he's in the media. And so I guess it comes across, comes across differently than if he was just – a former player, not in the media, going to the complex and, and helping him and saying some of the same things. But uh, TJ is always uh, a straight shooter, and we really appreciate him joining us. We got For What coming up next here on the Swain event, Fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. Stay with us. Hour 2 of the Swain event is brought to you by Premier Surgical Associates. Visit PremierSurgical.com to find out about all the procedures and services they offer to help you live a better life. Premier Surgical Associates, expertise you can trust. Nobody likes surprises, so switch to Erie Rate Lock. Get a great rate that stays that way, even after an accident, ticket, or inflation. In fact, it's locked until you change a car, driver, or your address. Your Erie agent in Knoxville is in SureFit RM. Get a quote at 865-684-4900. That's 865-684-4900. Erie Rate Lock does not guarantee continued insurance coverage. It's not available in all states. By now, you know that Muya has the best burgers in Knoxville. Their beef is never frozen. They have all-natural turkey burgers and black bean veggie burgers. Not to mention they make their buns in-house every day. But now, you can also get 100% all-beef hot dogs or, wait for it, all-natural chicken sandwiches. Trust me, these chicken sandwiches put chicken restaurants to shame. So stop in the Muya and taste the difference. Located at 7301 Kingston Pike, right by Better Match. 
Germany is at the center of European geography, politics, and economics. The mixing of cultures that shaped Germany have created a delightful cuisine that is unsurpassed. No other East Tennessee restaurant embodies Germany's rich culinary traditions better than Restaurant Linderhof. From Oktoberfest and throughout the year, you can enjoy bratwurst, schnitzel, and other fine German dishes at our restaurant or with our catering. To see the menu or learn more about Restaurant Linderhof, check us out online at restaurantlinderhof.com and like us on Facebook. There are always a large number of pests that invade homes in the spring. Box elder bugs, stink bugs, ladybugs, etc. What you may not know is that they set up shop in the fall for a spring invasion. Southeast Pest Control offers a one-time treatment to prevent these flying insects from spending the winter hibernating in your home. The treatment is done completely on the exterior of the house to keep these insects where they belong outside, and it leaves no noticeable residue. Success of this treatment is time-sensitive, though, so act now before they get inside. Visit southeasttermite.com or call 865-925-3700. If you bleed orange and your favorite song is Rocky Top, then it's time to make a trip to Alumni Hall. Look your best this season with new selections from Nike, Nike Golf, Cutter and Buck, even orange and white fashion dresses and tops for the ladies, not to mention Tennessee Yeti, and you can't forget options for the baby balls. Be sure to shop at Alumni Hall in Paper Mill Plaza, Turkey Creek, and West Town Mall for the best selection of balls gear anywhere, or shop online 24-7 at alumnihall.com. Hey, they bleed orange too. No one will be selling pre-owned vehicles for less this month than Baby Chevrolet. Find massive pre-owned savings on over 250 vehicles. Chevys, Toyotas, Hondas, Fords, Nissans, Jeeps, Subarus, and more. Save up to 50% off original MSRP. 50% off like this pre-owned 16 Chevy Malibu. Now $13,995. And a pre-owned 14 Hyundai Santa Fe, $15,995. Plus, buy with confidence with the Baby Warranty for Life. Hyundai Santa Fe, stock number P62798. Malibu, stock number P62311. Plus tax, 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 details fellas when it comes to your health and quality of life knowing your numbers is essential low testosterone can make you feel tired and grumpy it can raise your cholesterol and cause weight gain and lose muscle mass at low t center they make it quick and easy to get your levels checked treatment is even covered by most health insurance with results in about 20 minutes call 865-392-1388 or go to lowtcenter.com well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. The Swain Event. Burglars cooking food when they break into someone's house. For what? Schools with major spelling errors on their photoshops. For what? Dooley not signing an offensive lineman in 2012. For what? People saying to sit down inside Neyland Stadium. For what? All right, it's time for For What here in the Swain event. Brad, Charlie, what do we have for For What today? All right, so I'm going back to Sunday when the Bengals took on the Jaguars. And A.J. Green and Jalen Ramsey were, were matched up against each other. Jalen Ramsey was even shadowing A.J. Green either side of the field. Got a little chippy. And then we saw a side of A.J. Green we have never seen before. Walking away from the play after a little pushing and shoving, after the whistle, A.J. Green comes out of nowhere, gets Jalen Ramsey in a sleeper hold, choke slams him down to the ground. Referees, teammates start to break it up. 
They do. A.J. Green tackles him again and starts throwing punches, and there's no suspension for A.J. Green. There was a, an ejection for both A.J. Green and Jalen Ramsey, which I don't believe Jalen Ramsey, in my opinion, should have been ejected from the game. But not only was A.J. Green ejected, but he wasn't suspended. And then you see Mike Evans, who was not ejected for a similar unnecessary roughness hit on Marshawn Lattimore in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Saints game. He's not ejected, but he's suspended for next week's contest. I don't think there's any type of consistency here. NFL needs to figure out what's going on. It makes no sense at all. Um, I mean, yeah, he he put the dude in a sleeper hold. Like, th- twice. I, I That was a really extraordinary thing. I mean, there's a reason that, that the video of that like went viral is because that doesn't happen <laughs> almost ever. I, I can't believe that he didn't get suspended and Mike Evans did. I mean, that's... Yeah, big, it was AJ Green. Big double standard. I. When have we seen that from AJ Green? That's what I was yeah. going to say. What's more surprising that they didn't get suspended or that AJ Green did what he did? I think AJ Green doing what he did. Yeah, he's like, always quiet. He's a, yeah, a quiet force. I Man, he gets he gets forgotten about because he's not your demonstrative type of receiver. That's you know. Uh, Vera vocal and pounding his chest after he scores a touchdown or on the sideline. Odell, you know, Antonio. Wants, yeah, he's he's not that, and so he gets sometimes forgotten about as being one of the top receivers in the in the league. Now I don't forget about him, um, but I was really surprised to see that from you know AJ Green choking somebody out. <laughs> did you the, hear his post game press conference? I did not. His comments on that situation were, you know what, I have a son, and I know football is a physical game and things are said, but once you cross a certain line. I'm not going to take it. And uh, so at that point, okay. it was yeah. on. And so after hearing that, I can't really blame him. But still, the NFL deserves it for what? For not having a consistent rule. And two similar situations on Sunday that were within like 45 minutes of each other go completely opposite directions. Jalen has had a history of going a little too far with the trash talk. He had a little thing with Steve Smith. Um, Even back at Florida State, too. Last year or the year before. And, you know, you mentioned that at Florida State. He was actually, I want to say, kicked out of practice for hitting Jameis, hitting the quarterback in practice. You know, he, he popped him pretty good. And so he got in trouble for that, which is a good problem to have. Um, but, yeah, when you go across that line, you start talking about family and stuff like that, then you're going to strike a nerve. And A.J. Green uh, tried to choke out Jalen Jalen Ramsey. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an emotional game. Yeah. You know, you get those. I remember, I remember when Andre Johnson had enough of Cortland Finnegan, and it was Cortland on. is one of the you know he takes cheap shots, he talks trash, he really gets under the skin of the wide receivers. And Andre Johnson's quiet; he's a gentle giant. And Andre just had enough. He just went loco on Cortland that day, and uh, it was it was hilarious. They they were matched up a ton in their careers. And it finally took one of the last times they even played against each other. Broke that straw. All right, I, got, I have another for what? I have another for what for us? What we got? All righty. I'm giving a for what to, excuse me, SI. For their report about Alabama players getting paid for autographs <laughs> in 2009. I saw this yesterday. Um, here's a headline. Members of the 2009 Alabama National Championship team were allegedly play, paid for the autographs. Who cares? Good. Who like? Good. Who, <laughs> I don't care. 
They played for a national championship <laughs> winning team. They got paid for their autograph that is worth something because they are a great athlete because of their own merits. Terrence Good. I'm glad. $400. $400. I, the, that rule, I don't know if there is any rule in the NCAA that bugs me more. We're writing, we're writing an article from uh. SI over money that was probably spent on like an Xbox. Who? who? 2009. <laughs> like, tell us when someone, like, like give, us a, give us a big breaking story here. Like, about a current player getting in trouble. Not from eight years ago. When, 2009? Well, I mean, what is the NCAA really going to do? Nothing. So, who cares? $20, $40 autograph? I just, I don't even care. Something anymore. just as trivial ended up bringing down Jim Trethel, though, at Ohio State. No, but it happened right it was, then. Yes, it, it wasn't It wasn't so no, retroactive. Yeah, it, it happened. That's true. It was Terrell Pryor and some other guys who are currently playing got in trouble. Okay, break that story. I don't care about what happened in 2009 when Terrence Cody blocked the field goal with his with his bosom. I don't care. I That was a bosom. There, There is Definitely nothing, was. truly, nothing – in the NCAA rulebook that bugs me more than this, but players benefiting from their own image, from their own stature as players. I It's a whole other conversation. It is another conversation. But, but to bring that up, it just... Ugh, ugh. It, it bugs me a lot. It's really stupid. Add a boy to those players for getting those autographs and no one finding out about it for eight years, frankly, because you deserve the money that you got for those autographs because it's worth something. It's capitalism. You made money. Off of something that you know is your own personal work, and God, that's yeah. Go away, SI. I don't need it. Yeah, dumb. Uh, Jalen kept pushing him down after the play. He kept doing it and then said something. So AJ reacted. Uh, you know, Jalen is my guy. He pushes the envelope, and he is not about that life. Yeah, AJ. Um, AJ was ready, man. AJ's ready to throw some hands now. I didn't see, like, the aggressive nature from Jalen. It's like, all right, man, I'll see you next play. Like, a little shove to the shoulder. Nothing too extracurricular. But it had been going on for several plays. Just snapped AJ, man. Yeah. Uh, Townsend Vall says, does TJ Moe think we don't know this? He talks like he's educating us on UT football. I appreciate his honesty, but we don't need to look it up. We are freaking living it. Yeah. <laughs> like, TJ was letting us know, like, stuff we didn't already know. I, we, we're we at that point, TJ. We know, man. We we see it. <laughs> we, we know it's a dumpster fire, and a lot of fans are just ready for it to end. Uh, Chris, also on the text box, says, Trey Smith would start at Alabama. And that is 100% true. Yeah, I think so. He would start. Uh, Dewan's calling you out here a little bit. He's giving you, Swain, uh, for what? for saying that the new coach should keep Bob Shoup. I believe we discussed this yesterday. I don't think we said it <laughs> today. I uh, said very few sacks and pressure defense, um, lack of talent, specialists like Mosley and Jumper, and he said, for what? And put like 10 T's on the end. Hey, I don't – I mean, I'm with you. They sh- Shoup is a good defensive coordinator. I, I think he – I want to see Bob Shoup coach a Tennessee defense – Without being micromanaged. Exactly. Without Butch Jones. Because, the, I mean, he was great everywhere else he has been. And I think there is a a, a, a through line here. Total defense, your middle That's of the a pack. problem. And it is Butch Jones. I mean, it's... 
I want to see him out from under Butch Jones and see what he can do. Yeah, we know the temperature. Dwan knows that temperature over there. He knows the, the culture, the climate. And so I want to see coaches being able to coach with a positive atmosphere, with a positive environment, uh, with guys not being micromanaged. And I think Bob Shoup will do a really good job. So we can agree, disagree. I think Bob Shoup is a, de- a good defense coordinator. Um, I don't know who the next coach is going to be. The next coach uh, relationship with Bob Shoup will 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 matter. If the next coach has his own defense coordinator and the defense coordinator wants to follow him, then Shoup is going to be on his way out. That's just the way it is. Uh, but I think Shoup has done a, a pretty good job to be considered as um, – the defense coordinator with the new with the new coach, Gillespie. There's nothing to consider. You should keep Gillespie all day long, all day long, and twice on Sunday, man. Absolutely, you better keep Robert Gillespie. But I understand if you don't want to see Bob shoot back. I, I get it, but I do think he's a, a good defense coordinator who's been held back. Just like there's been a lot of great players who have been held back uh, in the last couple of years on offense. In defense. Daniel Batuli got in because of an injury. Exactly. And had 21 tackles in the opener. Exactly. So, I think Bob Shoup is just another another guy um, who's been held back by, by Coach Jones. 865-337-7615. Hour three coming up after this. 